Yo, 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 this is Yule, and this is Breath of Fresh Air Podcast, episode four. Four? We at four already. You show, you show, this, it feel like it's been like, you know, just a week. <laughs> Man. Really no, we at four, and we keep getting better and better. Mm, 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 mm. But let's set it off. Let's, 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 let's introduce the ladies do first, This is the lovely what? I, I told y'all we say the lovely to the end, oh, but man. this is April. I'm, I'm putting the lovely first. It is the lovely Jay Dunn, and we got some fam in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, Sup? yeah, Pastor yeah. Mike Carter, I'm excited to be here. Before I go any further, I just want to say that those first three podcasts have been absolutely amazing. I am a subscriber. Right. And I just hey, I'm excited to be here tonight. I'm ready. We'll get you everywhere. I'm just keeping it real. I'm I just do have some housekeeping. I look. I check the numbers real quick. Um, every week, I think around Thursday, I would send to the team the numbers. I didn't get a chance to do it today, but can anyone guess what number we're at now? Two hundred. Hmm, okay. What you I'll say about? I'm saying I'm he two hundred two. I go two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. What do you think? Uh, three twenty. Oh man, I like the way you think. <laughs> uh, we are at exactly at this moment 212. Wow. Wow. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Glory to God. That's Glory to God. Awesome, actually. And so I'm, right. I'm excited. I'm ready to jump in. This, Let's man. go. Let's oh, yeah. go. I'm this is Breath go. of Fresh Air Podcast, which discusses we discuss issues concerning the body of Christ, community, society, entertainment, and more importantly, we're examining ourselves. Removing tradition, religion, legalism, self-righteousness, and displaying the Man. true identity of Christ to bring yeah. souls and build up souls. We got a special, special podcast to do. Yes, right. Every now, one of them. Now you know, now you know <laughs> when you bring Pastor Mike Carter, we gotta talk about finances. That's it. And the kingdom of God, kingdom of God economics. That's it. But this podcast is one that has hindered and blocked the church for Years, yes, yeah, mm. for years. This is a battle with the church, and we have now allowed a lot of the secular environment, the secular society, the world in general to determine this thing. So let's let's break this down. Amen. Prosperity gospel, truth or lie? Oh man, <laughs> it's a lie. I'm playing with you. Uh, <laughs> it is all truth, man. You put it with the gospel, man. It's good news. Beloved, I wish upon all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. That's the scripture. Yeah. That is the word of That's God. That's the word. That's Jesus the talked word. about prospering more than he talked about a lot of things in yeah. the word of God. And so when people come to me and say, oh, prosperity. Pre-, uh, first of all, where did that start? Where did this start that we got this thing called prosperity gospel? Where did this whole... That's what I was going to ask. That's a great question. What really is prosperity gospel? And... What what are the naysayers thinking prosperity gospel is as opposed to what really is prosperity right. gospel, right. right? Right. Because that's two different definitions. Yeah. I think they have an idea of this is what I think prosperity gospel is as opposed to what the word of God yeah, says what prosperity it actually is. is. Right. Yeah. So what y'all think about that? Man, Avery, what you got to say? So I can't really say honestly. Like this, this podcast for me would definitely be a learning experience. Hey man, man. man. it really will. Well, I, I'm gonna give you my ten cent before the man of God steps on the platform. <laughs> praise the Lord. Um, 
as far as what the naysayers say, right. I would say prosperity gospel is the gospel of uh, blab it and grab it. Yeah. It's the, if you think it, you can ink it. You know, mm-hmm. you can have it, you know. Um, and the mindset of that all the church is after is your money. Mm-hmm. How many times have we heard this in the church and community that all the pastor wants is your money? Absolutely. Don't you go to that church, they holy rollers, and all they want is your money. He going to take your money and buy bins. Yep. Amen. And y'all don't know no ethnic, you don't know anything about church how it's built, what's going on behind the scenes, but right. you just think that because the pastor Passages. rides in a car like that, that you automatically assume right. Yeah. Right. that he's... So that's what we come to debunk today. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. it also because people for themselves see things like that too? Not so much that they may see, you know, the pastor take your money and go buy a nice car, but I've heard people say, well, at this church, the pastor has a nice car and the rest of his congregation is it's like... Poor. Poor, yeah. basically. Right. Which that's not true. But or barely, or barely making it. Yeah. And yeah. so, I don't know. I guess the way that I do feel if I did have to make a comment is, um, I think when it comes to that, as far as like prosperity, people, to me, um, in, in that context, it's like they're putting their trust, their, I'm going to give you my finances so that I get something back into that person versus it's a God because Mm -hmm. that person is wealthy, because that person is Mm -hmm. well off. But it's like, are you looking at the things that he has or are you looking at his relationship with God? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Because it could very well be based off of depending on that pastor because y'all know they have some people out there that's just not living right. That very well could be just taking your money and buying stuff with it. But there could be people that are sowing and this is what they're reaping because of their relationship and their closeness with God. Amen. I was listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to name it, Um, (laughs) but it's a secular podcast, and they were talking about John Gray and him buying his wife a Lamborghini, Mm -hmm. and the guy was saying, I wouldn't want to go to a church where the pastor is driving past me in a Lamborghini, and I'm in a bus. So Mm -hmm. my thought process is, is so your pastor has to have to have a... A financial cutoff so you can attend yeah. and learn the word of God. Right. Now, that was a secular standpoint he was given. Mm-hmm. So his perspective was a pastor have to have a certain financial bracket for to be a real pastor. But the drug dealer can drive a Lamborghini. Right, mm-hmm. right. But they the can rapper can drive a Lamborghini. And have all the chains in the world. Yeah. But mm. they feel as if like they're not under that person either. Mm. So it's like, well, the rapper isn't my leader, so let him do what he want to do. Yeah. But shouldn't your leader be... My, 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 my mindset is... I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> but shouldn't the leader who is the top, if, I, if I, I'm following you, this right. is a mark. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You are the mark. So I, I need to see you living a certain type of life because I'm like, that's what I'm heading towards. Right. right. And the higher right. I go... I'm expecting you to go high because right. I don't want you to stay here. Because at 50, I want to be yeah. where you at. But at 60, you, I want to see it needs to keep going. Right. So who is the top for us? As a Christian, the only person we can look to outside of God himself is to the church. Right. Mm-hmm. The church is the what should be the wealthiest entity on this earth. Right. Is It's the representation of Christ on earth. Right. Anyway. Okay. And those secular guys, they if, they, if they're honest with mm-hmm. themselves, Amen. whoever the guy is who did the podcast... I guarantee you his mentor, podcast mentor, is probably somebody who's extremely successful. Right. Somebody who's probably getting all kinds of subscriptions, has millions and millions of listeners, right? 
Because you, as a person pursuing something, you don't want to follow somebody who don't have fruit. Amen. Period. Point blank. So that logic makes sense to them in the natural, <coughs> right? But, it but when it comes to the spirit, they want to cut us off. Right. Yes. And that's, on, that's that's only because that's a demonic that's a demonic mindset that the enemy puts out there because he does not want us to receive what God has already made available for that's us. It. I want to go back and talk about before you move forward about that prosperity gospel turn because for a long time and I shared this Tuesday night in our Kingdom Billionaires class I, I, I moved away from that term mm. mainly because of the backlash that it gets from people outside of the church not necessarily people in the church and then as people outside of the church begin to feel a certain way about it mm. that matriculates its way into the inside of the church right. and so I'm like well that term be took a negative tone because people outside the church gave it a negative tone. Yeah. And then the Lord spoke to me in the midst of me beginning to start this ministry back up that, that I've started. And he said, I want you to begin to teach the gospel of prosperity. The Lord literally told me that. Mm -hmm. He said, I want you to use that term because that term never came from the world. Wow. Yeah. That's a term that God inspired those men to use. Mm -hmm. I, and you might say, well, Pastor Mike, how do you know that? Because he, he told me to do it. Amen. And if you think about it, in the scriptures, it's called the gospel of the kingdom. We got the gospel, preparation of the gospel of peace in mm -hmm. Ephesians. There's different things that the gospel has been called. Amen. But it all comes right back to Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. The gospel of prosperity is no different. Amen. Prosperity in, 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 in the strictest term means peace. But if we, if we really, really study and dissect that word... It's talking about a total life peace, a total life Amen. shalom, mm -hmm. a total life comfort, a total life, everything being provided for you all around, including your money. Amen. But see, the enemy knows that if we ever get our money right, mm. he can't, he, he wouldn't be able to stop us. Amen. If we ever could get the financial part right, we, if, we, if we could ever get that part right in the church. No, we, we would be unstoppable, literally, because there's so many things that you can do when you have finances. That's right. Have influence, right. It's just so many things you can do. But I'm going, we go, of course, we're going to talk about some things. But I, I definitely wanted to make that point about the, the gospel of prosperity. I believe that that is a Holy Spirit bread term. And mm. it's been given a bad knock by people who have no spiritual inclination. Mm. Similar to CHH, but I ain't gonna go into that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, I mean, but we're gonna touch that. We're gonna okay. touch that because we have, we do have some leaders that have uh, in the Christian com community who have their doctrine, their the 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 theology. There we go. Mm -hmm. Goes against. The teaching of prosperity, mm -hmm. and it's because they they have this false humility type of gospel mm -hmm. that they feed to people that says we're not worthy, yeah. that we should just be deserving of what Jesus did and accept salvation, and that's it. That you shouldn't tell people that they should be, they can be rich. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't tell people mm -hmm. that they can be completely healed, because some people not gonna be completely healed. So my question is, is when it comes to that, is that a faith thing? Is that a belief thing? Because if you can believe for salvation, yeah. why wouldn't you believe for everything the Word of God says? Because the Word of God clearly says talks about finances. That's it. The Word of God clearly talks about healing. The word, the Word of God 
clearly tells us we are we are to be uh, we have authority on this earth. We have dominion, mm -hmm. and we should take that dominion and go with it. So, is that a faith thing? At that point, has something hindered those leaders' faith to make them only receive partial mm -hmm. and not receive the whole entire thing of the Word of God? Mm. I'm gonna tell you what I think it is, and this is my because I because I've thought about this. I think it's a personality thing because those same people you're talking about, mm. they're living. They have fruit. They have the finances. They have the... They're walking in this stuff. Right. Mm. We can talk about certain CHH artists or certain leaders, and I guarantee you they're walking in the same thing they're saying not to tell anybody. And I don't think it's a faith issue because I believe they believe in God for their finances. <coughs> I, I think it's a personality thing. Mm. Some people just are not... They may not be people who are into... Uh, you know, driving nice cars. Right. Mm -hmm. They might not be into wearing certain outfits or jewelry. They may, That might not be their thing. So their personality would kind of lean them to have a different conviction, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because once you point the word out to them, you can't tell me that Deuteronomy 8.18 says, remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. You cannot overlook that scripture. That's in the Old Testament. The Bible says we have a we're under a better covenant now. So if he gave me power to get wealth in the Old Testament, that's it. Well, what do you want me to do? In, if he gave me the yeah. power to get it, why would he then tell me not to get it? I'm gonna tell you where it comes from. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate tonight. Okay, mm -hmm. I yeah. got to do it. Somebody I got to do it. So the the question comes up. The question. This is where it all starts from. Does it have to be? If, if okay, church uh, pastor's driving the Benz, right? All right, pastor's got a, a million dollar house, mm -hmm. okay, and we come to a church of let's say meager two thousand people. Let's say we just gonna give, we gonna give him a nice size church. Give him a nice two size church. Two thousand people. Two thousand people. Two thousand people. Nice size. That's okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. He come and preach that gospel. Oh, God gonna bless y'all, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they leave. They go to their mansion. You know. But there's there's mothers and fathers, there's mothers who attend that church, who are barely making rent. Right. I want to go somewhere, um, and see the. I want to go to. I'm going. I'm saying devil's advocate because I want to go secular advocate. Gotcha. So they outside looks and says all that money coming into the church. Why do we still have poor people? Why do we still have mothers who can't pay rent? Right. Why do we still have? Um, people on welfare. Why, why, why isn't the church basically facilitating the poor? Mm -hmm. Why does the pastor have, but his his area where his church is at is the poor area of the church of, mm -hmm. of the of the city. He's pulling their money in, taking their money from their household, their welfare checks, etc., and then pouring it into his pockets. Why is that? I think that's where it starts. Yeah. I agree. That's that. I, I definitely think that that plays a role. But even that question, and I'm not saying you asking it. No, I'm saying that here. question. Period. Yeah, is a question that's rooted in ignorance. Amen. Because I guarantee you, the people who ask that question, mm -hmm. they never go to those ministries. Of course, they never find out what's happening behind the scene. Of course, of course, you see the pastor, you see the man of God living like he's living. But do they go and and inquire on what kind of ministries does that church have set up? Mm -hmm. You know. How many times has the man of God blessed somebody out of his own pocket? Yeah. Because I can speak from experience. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I wasn't a millionaire, and I was pastoring the church, and I was doing it myself. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of that is rooted from ignorance. And where I get frustrated with that is a lot of the people who make those claims, they never do any kind of investigation. Amen. They never go and, and try to see. Now, we know from a spiritual standpoint that the all that from the, the head, head drifts down to the beard to the skirt. Right. So that means that everybody is under that, that's under that leadership is, is benefiting in some way or another or is set up to benefit from that leader and his anointing. Right. Mm. I can give you a fish you eat one time. But if I teach you to fish, mm -hmm. you can eat forever. Amen. And that's what leaders have a responsibility to do more than anything. Second thing, people value money more than they value the word of God. Oh. Yes, so the man is up oh. there giving the most <laughs> valuable thing to them every Sunday morning. Yeah. He's giving them the most valuable thing he could possibly give them. So I would say that the people outside of the church are the ones who really concerned about money. Mm. Because I'm giving you the Some Bible said that valuable. the Bible said that wisdom can't even be compared to diamonds and rubies and silver and gold. I'm giving you wisdom every Monday, every Sunday morning, every two. But because we see money is more valuable, mm -hmm. then we think the pastor ain't giving nothing. That's it. And that's just a fallacy. So the, the you way better, you better say that you say, I want you to say that I need you to say that one more time what a fallacy yes that's what it is it's a fallacy that's what it is <laughs> so what we got to do in the church is make sure we equip people to understand that the word is far more important the word can get you more money than I ever could put in your hand wow man I was talking to I was and this was a couple of years ago I was uh, uh, I'm a youth coach and I was talking to a, a coach and he you know they know that I'm a, a believer, so they come with me with some of the questions that they have, and it was and they were talking about man, I don't, you know, I don't believe in TD Jakes. I think he's he he taking all his money, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, what will make you lead you to believe that? What will make you lead you to believe that's that? That's good. That's good. And then and he was like, well, you you know, he he got this big church, and you don't see the people he helped. I said, man, have you ever been to the pot house? Yeah. And he said, no. I said, man, I've been to Dallas three or four times. And let me tell you what T.D. Jakes has done. Yeah. Mm. You go to the pot house, there's this big, huge church. But behind that big, huge church, T.D. Jakes owned all that land. And he has set up a community. Community. Where he's employing at least two to three hundred people. Yeah. Yep. They have schools yep. in that community. Mm -hmm. That he's so not only he's employing people, he's also equipping their children yeah. as well. But if you only just see this man of God and not recognizing he is mm -hmm. actually blessing hundreds and thousands of people in their yeah. community. But all you see is the, the TV screen, yeah. then you miss it. It's like we only see a piece. We see a, right. we only see yeah. a piece, and we get to judge the same thing. And that's what the world likes for us to see a piece, right? And, and yeah. actually, it's it's now. really because they have an issue with God. It's not it's not mm. God's people. It's really they have an issue with God. It's it's just like I'm glad you brought that up, you because I ask people all the time. People say, "Well, why are millennials not coming to church?" Well, it's because they have an issue with the leaders and you know money, and there's no accountability with money in church, and these people stealing money. So then I ask. What pastor you know that stole money? Like, what pastor do you personally know that has stolen money? And they never can answer me because they don't know one. Right. I don't know one. I've been mm. in church for 20 years. Yeah. I don't know one pastor personally that has stolen money from me. I don't know one either. Now, does it happen? I'm sure it does. Oh, yeah. But my point is, we speak on things that we have no 
personal experience about. And we develop a mindset based on what everybody else is saying instead of really looking and seeking truth. It's just like, take for instance, I'm, I'm sure all of y'all have heard this before uh, about pastors having security in churches, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, years ago, people used to say that all the time. And, you know, well, I don't see why they got to have security. I guess they figure they look a certain way, look too prestigious. That's why they got to have security. Mm. Until in, in Charleston, South Carolina, Dylan Roof goes into a church with nine people in it. This isn't even a big church. Mm -hmm. There's nine people in that church, and he killed all of them. Mm -hmm. Nobody, he shoots everybody and kills them. Mm. So now everybody can see the need for security. Mm -hmm. But that's been happening. Just because you didn't see it, Bishop Johnson got security at Living Faith because a man walked up in his pulpit when his ministry was just starting to grow and tried to stab him. But nobody knows that. They just come there and they see the security and they think there's not a need for it. Mm -hmm. So there's no investigation. It's the same thing with this prosperity gospel like we're talking about. And why people tend to jump to the side of it's wrong so quickly mm. without doing any investigating. What kind of parent? How many of y'all here got kids? Everybody, right? Except me. I don't, I don't have I do. Oh, you don't have it. Me and you don't have any kids, but y'all two got kids. Mm -hmm. If y'all were multi-millionaires, would your children lack for anything? They, I'm sure they don't lack for nothing now. No, they didn't. Mm. Yeah, no, they're not going to lack for Matter of fact, they're going to have the best of everything. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, that look bad on y'all. That's right. Right. I know you're going with this. Come I, like, on. I like I like what you're if, going. If they don't have the best, people are gonna look at y'all like, now that's that makes natural sense for anybody to look at that and say that. It, nobody would feel bad about saying to you, you you're a multi-millionaire, yet your son has holes in his shoes. Nobody would feel bad about telling you that. But yet and still, we expect God, who has everything, to have us down here with nothing. And that makes sense some kind of so way. So it sounds like it's rooted in jealousy. That's exactly what it is rooted in. Mm. The, the, the Bible said the carnal, the carnal mind is enmity against God. What that literally means is it's a deep-rooted hate mm -hmm. towards God. So when God's children are prospering, the devil hates that. Mm. Mm. So he's going to attack it. Yeah. If you get healing, he's going to attack that. If you bless, he's going to attack that. And he'll even use the most elect of us to mm. do it. Because if I could get one of them to say it, mm -hmm. then it really has some credence. Right. Right. Because they in the family. Kurt Franklin. Right. Yeah. yeah. As rich as he is. Kurt be coming. Oh, Kurt. Yeah. I was like, we just waiting on you to say it. I wasn't going to say nothing, man. Hashtag. I wasn't going to say it, man. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it. He ain't got no problem hopping on Instagram asking you to buy his new record. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and if he sell a million, good for you, Kurt. But they got some money coming with that million. So what you doing with that money? You going you gonna, to... Can we question you about what you're doing with your money? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to question mm -hmm. Jesse Duplantis and you're questioning, can we question you about what you've done with them yeah. platinum plaques and the money you got from working on Kanye album? My. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Lord. Mm -hmm. So, now, I got another question. Okay. Does God promise health and wealth? Now, we know he does. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. So he has promised that, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, there's I mean, no discussion there. There's, there's I was listening thing. to a I was listening to a YouTube video mm -hmm. and I shared it with everybody here. And it's from uh <clears throat> Pastor John Piper. And if you don't know who Pastor John Piper is, he's a very uh 
esteemed pastor, especially in the CHH community. Yeah. They love him. He's been on albums before. He's uh he's done he's done stuff with Reach Records. They they model really a lot of what they do. Mm-hmm. Their earlier their earlier yeah, work oh yeah. after John Piper. His video was uh <clears throat> basically vilifying prosperity gospel. So my question is this. Um I'm going to it. I apologize. Oh, man, it's all good. So now, my my question is this for John. He said this: prosperity gospel is another gospel. Mm. Is that true or false? Mm-hmm. Is prosperity gospel another gospel? I'm gonna put it to you like this, man. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. <laughs> it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. Look, we can we can. Uh, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I don't know. Where this started at. But I'm going to put it to you like this. I'm going to put this to rest. This is how I look at it. God wants us to be blessed. You said it earlier. I used this analogy earlier. If us being inherently evil, us being bad people, you know, on earth as sinners, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sinners. And we will give gifts to our children. Yes. Scripture, that's scripture. That's scripture, amen, amen. I know, amen. I like to do that. And then, so, <laughs> so, so, we inherently being bad, want to give gifts to our children. How much more so the Father? And then they will say, well, no, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost gives us power. Well, power for what? Yeah. Power for everything. Yeah. Mm. That's the key. It's, unmerited, it's, it's an unmeasured power. Yeah. It doesn't stop at just salvation or just at deliverance yeah. or just at healing. It's a holistic. Holy Ghost is a holistic experience. So the Holy Ghost can't tell you how to attain wealth? Absolutely. Can a Holy Ghost not show you what job to take, what career path, right. what to invest in, mm-hmm. what not to invest in? So the Holy Ghost only speaks on the matters of the heart yeah, and not your entire life. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Right. Yeah. So it is the gospel. It is That's the my, gospel. My, my, my thing is, is that What's the uh, what's disappointing and disturbing is is that <clears throat> when you talk to a giant, when listening to that video, he was talking mainly as if <clears throat> trying to obtain, try understanding who Christ is and what he completely died for. He gave a perspective, so his perspective was salvation. Mm-hmm. So offer salvation and realize they're going to be suffering and prosecution with that. So his <clears throat> salvation is obtainable, but realize in this life there's going to be prosecution and suffering. Mm-hmm. So he looks to the things that hindrance, but never none of the promises. Yeah, which was which was to me disturbing while while listening to it. Um, <clears throat> I've listened to a couple of John Piper's uh, sermons. I, being a CHH artist, and when I be first became a Christian artist, my thing was I seen so many artists listening to John Piper. I became a studier of John Piper. What I realized with him and a lot of other ones that I no longer listen to is is that they're rooted in what we call false humility, yeah. mm. and that simply means this: they have a sin type consciousness. Yeah, very much so. They have this innocent complex. They have this attitude where. We 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 gonna talk about this sin, and mm-hmm. we're gonna exercise what holiness and godliness is, so you can stay saved. Mm-hmm. But they don't like to 
to speak on the righteousness of God and what that equipped you with right. and how you can stand on it. The benefits of your salvation. Correct. Mm -hmm. So now I'm telling you the bad stuff and stop doing this bad stuff, but I never tell you how you who you are in yeah. Christ to stop you from doing Absolutely. the bad yeah. stuff. Right. Absolutely. What so, I took from that was, as far as that video that you did share with us, uh -huh. One of the things that I took from it was to be careful with what you do with the riches. Mm -hmm. That you don't make the mistake of making the riches your mm -hmm. God. Right. So that you're not replacing. So, like, to further on your comment, he didn't turn around and say, well, if you do obtain riches... Right. This is the way absolutely. that you should he, walk absolutely. in. He vilified so, any pastor that rich... Not saying that you can be rich and you can still live godly. That's it. But yeah. I think that that's a point that needs to be made as right. well. It's like you don't want to just tell people you have the ability to prosper. God wants you to prosper. So as you prosper, get the money and then that's just it. It's like, no, you need to be careful that while Absolutely. you are prospering, that you're still checking your spirit. Absolutely. That you right. are still walking out your walk and you're not just Correct. walking this walk right. to get stuff. Correct. Because God is not a magician. He's not a genie in a Bible. It's not bottle. He's not a let me rub it mm -hmm. and then whatever I ask <laughs> to him, he going to give it to me yeah. and then it's all good. You still have to do the work. It's twofold. Right. Absolutely. So, I think those... Those pastors do that though. The ones that I I listen to, absolutely. They 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 don't tell. Money is not their attention. Absolutely, it's the byproduct of walking in the true identity absolutely. of Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's what they say. You are now the righteousness of God. You have the same DNA of God right. inside of you. Mm -hmm. You're in his image and likeness. You don't think mediocre. You don't live mediocre. You don't even say. Mediocre things. Mm -hmm. What you do is operate and walk as Jesus operates. Mm -hmm. So we have to study how Jesus is right. and then mimic who he is. And right. if you mimic the, the lifestyle of Jesus, you realize that Jesus was not broke. Yeah. And that's what I would like to get to now. Mm. Why do so many believers in church think that Jesus Christ was poor? And that I, is something it's, that it's, I've heard that people would say tough. Jesus wasn't rich. He, he came in. here with yeah, right on a mule. He came but, in and didn't have a bed. And but you this, know, this so. is the greatest thing about that. I used to think the same way. I did too. I, I did the same way. Mm -hmm. Jesus was poor. Mm -hmm. He was poor. He made so, him so we got to be poor. And so, so this is what I thought. I started reading the word and I start saying, a poor man can't point at somebody and say, "I'm gonna eat at your house tomorrow." Come on. Mm. But tonight, come on. A poor man can't say, oh, go tell them people about them dungus. I'm going to need two of them. I'm going to need one. Brand new. Never roll I never roll them. And this is obviously something he's done multiple times because they know him. The master have need of these. Yeah. How, how do you know who the master is? Right. That's somebody who got some power. Okay. Mm, you got a treasurer. Come on. You got a treasurer. You got a treasurer. I don't have a treasurer. Accountant. I got a whole business. <laughs> I don't have a treasurer. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. And then I'll say, okay. He goes into a garden that's secret. That he's going with his disciples is big enough to, with all that, he has a borrowed tomb. See, we were told he was poor, so he couldn't afford a tomb. So he had to borrow somebody. But that's not why he had to borrow. Right. He wasn't going to stay there long. It didn't make sure. It didn't make sense to buy his own plot plan because I'm not going to be there nothing but three days. Right. Mm. He knew nothing but wealthy people. That's it. That's right. He serviced wealthy people. Jesus. The disciples were businessmen. Jesus, Jesus was so rich. They tried to, <laughs> when he was being crucified, 
crucified. They tried to auction off his clothes. They did auction off his clothes. Yeah. What poor person that yeah. you know clothes did auction <coughs> off? Right. They auction off his clothes. Yeah. They auction them off. Everything Jesus did, he did it in multitude. Right. He did it extravagant. Not to mention, remember in the class, the Holy Spirit brought out a point when, in one of the, the different interpretations of when he fed the 5,000, he sent, he asked the disciples, well, the disciples told him to send them away because mm -hmm. it's getting late. They need to eat. He told them, you feed them. And the disciples said, well, we don't have enough here. All we have is these two fish and five loaves. Watch this. Unless we go into the town and buy them something to eat. Mm -hmm. Now, listen at that. Mm -hmm. You got 5,000 people mm -hmm. plus men and children. And the disciples said to Jesus, we won't be able to feed them unless we go buy Unless we go into town and bomb some meat. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What broke person <laughs> is even form. going to suggest yeah. to go buy somebody something to eat if they ain't got money? If anything, they're going to be trying to hide. Mm -hmm. You know how it is when you go out with your partners and they want to go out to eat, but you ain't got no money. You're kind of like, man, I'm going to go eat at home. Yeah. You're not going to throw out a suggestion to go buy something if you ain't got no money, That's much it. less enough money to feed 5,000 men That's plus it. women and children. So he wasn't broke. You came, the Bible said that there were women who ministered unto Jesus of their the substance. substance. Yeah. When Jesus was a baby, they brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Countless amounts of times you see <coughs> things where Jesus, Judas was stealing from Jesus. How could he steal from a man who was broke? Amen, brother. Come on now. Yes, I. It just. See, because all I had ten dollars in my account, you take five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if I got ten thousand dollars, you take ten dollars. Right. Nothing. I want to address something though. I, I want to go back to it and then we can come back to this. Yeah. Because y'all made some very good points that I would kind of want to put some umph on. Okay. Um, when you talked about John Piper and how they only talk about one side. Right. That goes right back to what we talked about, about people not investigating. Because a lot of those guys have never heard the quote unquote prosperity preachers and what they teach in Lent. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell I you about that earlier. from being someone whom God has called in this lane that we absolutely have a responsibility to warn people of the pitfalls that could come mm -hmm. if you are a person who pursues money. Amen. There are pitfalls. There are pitfalls when you begin to come into increase. You want to go to the Saints game instead of going to church because you got the money to pay for. That's right. right? Mm -hmm. Those things can happen. So it's about us teaching people how to purify their heart concerning wealth. Because wealth in the kingdom is about a heart issue. That's what it's about. God don't care how much money you got, <coughs> as long as your heart is where it needs to be. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, he said, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth looking. Looking. Yeah. To show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. So when God finds somebody whose heart is perfect towards him, he's going to give them the world. That's just what it is. <coughs> so Amen. the issue is about teaching the full counsel of the word. Mm -hmm. We can't, the Bible tells us that we have a responsibility to teach the full counsel of God. So we can't tell people be scared of money and then not teach them the part where God said they can have it as long as their lives are right. That's a good point. Uh, we can't do made. that. You just, you just made a great point about the heart of man. Yeah. A lot of times what people a lot of times, a lot of believers, what the issue is, is that there's they're scared of what they might become once they get money. So they mm -hmm. they shun people. And it started 
in the word. Yep. You know where it started in the word? Jesus was talking to a young man. He said, man, what should I do to be king? Yep. You can inherit the king. Yep. Man, you, know, you know the scriptures. You know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have kept all the law, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. he's, Jesus said, all right, brother. I tell you what, leave all your stuff. Come follow me. The Bible said he left because he had much. Yeah. He had much. Went away so. <laughs> and then Jesus says, it will be harder, it will be hard, it'll be easier for a camel to go through the eye of And they evil. just destroy that verse. They take mm-hmm. that all out of Then for a rich man to enter, because it's about heart. That's right. It's about that hard thing. It, he didn't say it's impossible. My pastor taught me the most dopest meaning of that, because I literally thought, when I read that scripture, as a baby in Christ, mm-hmm. Did that meant you can't a live camel, in a, 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 a camel. On the needle, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, that ain't it, it's impossible. <laughs> no, it was an area in, 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 in the town Yeah, that at nighttime they would close the gates. Mm-hmm. And, a, and there was this little entrance where people could walk through. You had to train a camel, a camel that's right. to get down on its fours, basically, yeah. and scoot through this mm-hmm. little eye of the needle. And when you learn that and you understand that, what he's saying is you can be rich, you just got to be trained yeah. how to mm-hmm. carry it. Literally, on one of the translations, hey, man, oh, let, me, let, me, let me break that down more because that's so good you said hey, that. Man. Literally, on one of the, one of the uh, renderances of that story, <coughs> the Bible said after he said that, the disciples were astonished. Exactly. And they asked the question, who, Who then can be? Saying? Now, why would them brothers ask that question? Because they had the money now. They had that cash. Because they had the cash, right? <laughs> but Jesus understood that I got to clarify this for these brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So his next statement was, it's harder for a man who trusts in riches. Mm-hmm. To answer, answer, answer the key. Right. That's it. That's what he said. For a man who trusts. He <coughs> said, and then later on after that, he says, uh, it may not be that particular passage, but the the, the main point is you got to read that that whole story, right? Because again, what he's telling them get is the full picture. get the full picture, get, and and what the enemy has done is twisted. How how many times have we heard on rap songs, "Money is the root of all evil"? And mm-hmm. that is not what they say. That's yes. not what it says at all. It's about it says the love of money because it's about having a proper relationship with because the scripture says money answers all things. all things. The Bible says wisdom is good with an inheritance. You said that's what it says. The Bible says that uh, a, a, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. children the wealth it. of the sinner is laid up for the just. Who the just? And if the wealth of the sinner is laid up for us, why is it that we're not supposed to have it? Why are we wrong if we expand our capacity to receive it? That makes no sense. There's so much scripture in the Bible that tells us that. For instance, John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. I am come that you might have life. Now, he could have stopped right there. Mm-hmm. Jesus could have stopped right there and said, I've come that you might have life. But why did he keep going and say, and have it more abundantly? Yeah. Because life is what you can have. Abundantly is the way you can have it. Yeah. So I came to give you life and a lifestyle. Amen. It's not just about the life. That I want mm-hmm. you to have. It's about the lifestyle. Because I'm glorified when you're blessed. That's it. I ain't, I'm not glorified when you broke. I'm glorified when you blessed. Yes, I. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Simple. And I want to get this out before I uh, lose this thought. <laughs> <laughs> this. Um, so, could it be this? Going back to your question where you say you just think it's the 
your, the personality. Personalities. Do you think because their personality fears what they may become mm-hmm. when they have money? Absolutely. Then, I absolutely. Then think they that. then they reflect that on other people. Bingo. Who think saying that hey I'm gonna be this way with money so that means you gonna be this way yeah. too. Mm. Check this out. I went and did some research on John Piper. I went and looked at his net worth. I went and looked at all that. Oh, what I rich. found out, yeah, he got buku money. He rich. But what he does with it is, he has his his royalties redirected to his foundations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a, they did an article on this, and he said his reason for doing that is to guard his heart. He don't want exactly that meet that exactly hits my point I just made. Exactly, well, it exactly it hits my point, point I made. He don't he trust himself. He don't much. trust himself. That's why I say his personality. But don't throw that on me. Teach me the word. Right. Give me an opportunity right. to know the truth. Exactly. Put this word in my heart and allow the, God to work right. in allow my heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to exactly. guide with my finances. Don't just tell me, don't just tell me I can't have it and you got it. Because you, your personal conviction is yeah. basically I can't handle money, so not allow me to touch it. And I understand that. If right. you feel like you can't. You're not strong enough with all right. these millions to handle it correctly. Mm. Amen. Well, well, but that's not what the word says. Let me let the yeah. Holy Spirit lead me. Right. So let me ask so go, before go you ahead. say this. So let's just say I <laughs> almost lost the point. So let's just say that I can handle the money. Right. Or I think, I'll say that okay. I think I can handle the money, but I don't have the money. Is that because God may feel as if I can't. Are you sewing? Is my first question to you. Mm, if that person is sewing, let's let's go both ways. If let's say if that person is sewing, uh-huh. yet they're not rich and they think that they can handle the millions. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the millions, is it because what they what they think is wrong? That more likely they probably can't, so they don't have it in that multitude. Hmm. I think it's a. I, I think that's that's part of it, but a lot of times. It's it's about process. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. it's just a matter of where you are in your process. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that all of our wealth and prosperity and riches is attached to purpose. I don't Amen. I don't think that God just makes us wealthy just to make us wealthy. I think that our wealthy place is found in the will of God for our life and in our purpose. What God has really called us to do. And once we begin to pursue Him, pursue that, then everything we need, He adds that. I, I firmly believe that. So it could very well be a case where somebody is not in the will of God at that moment. They could not be in the purpose of God for their life like they should be. Mm. I really believe that. And it could very well be that they're not ready for it. Mm. You know, because I I, I, I I firmly believe that when you said about sowing, because um, I, I do want to talk about, and I'll interject it here, the way that you... Prep your heart or God's system for prepping your heart is seed time and harvest. Seed. Because I posted this today on Facebook. When you sow money, you loosen money's grip on your heart. That's it. And you tighten God's grip on your heart. Because you're saying to God, I trust you more than I trust this money. And as you sow, God going to find you out. So he's going to start increasing you. The Lord literally had me quit a job. I was pastor my church. He told me to quit my job. I didn't work for about six months. My car got repo. I told God I would not turn away from your word. I'll lose everything before I go and go back to working and not pastoring full time. Mm-hmm. So I went from 
The very next year, God put me in a position where I made almost $120,000. In a year's time, I went from zero income to six-figure income. Mm-hmm. Because I showed God that I trusted him more, more than I trust money through the seed. And, and it was crazy. When I quit that job, the Lord said to me uh, afterward, you know you just sold because I was making about $41,000 a year at that time. He said, you know you just sold a $41,000 seed, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Because see, the next person that come get that job, I just sold that seed into their life. So part of it is I believe you have to be in the will of God for God's prosperity. I believe it's all attached to the will and the purpose for your life. But also the way you prepare yourself. For what God want to give you is through seed, man. Through seed. It, God's financial system, the strategy for God's financial system is seed, time, and harvest. It, everything is attached to that. Literally, there's a scripture that says, if you ain't giving right, you ain't, you're not living right because you're not giving right. It don't say it like that, but when you break the revelation down, I can show it to you. That's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. Most people are, don't, well, I'll, I'll tell you the scripture and then we'll move on. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9. You read. In verse 10, yeah. it says, Now he who gives seed to the soil, both minister bread for their food and multiply their seed some. And then right after that, it says, And increases the fruits of their righteousness. Now, what would money have to do with the fruit of your righteousness? So God is saying, When, when I can trust people with money, I'm going to send help for them to live right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to anoint them to live right. No, 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 no. There's also another scripture. Come on, brother. That talks about, I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be a lot of people who are in the will of God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go here. Come on, come on, brother. But I'm afraid to sow. I'm going to just give you enough to live. Mm-hmm. But the people who sow, I'm going to continue to give you seed. Mm-hmm. Because the more you sow, the more you're going to reap, right? right? Now, I want to touch on something. There is a difference. I like how you went to purpose because that's what I've been trying to get to the whole time, Jesus. That's what it's about. Purpose. We got David and we got Solomon. Yeah. David was a man of war. He was not anointed to be the most wealthiest man in the universe. Mm-hmm. He was a man of war. But he Even was wealthy. He was, was wealthy. wealthy. Yeah. He was I'm not sure he was wealthy. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but, but, but there were some people who were built to carry it yeah. versus another. So a lot of these pastors, I begin to question them. You're questioning the fivefold ministry gifts. Yeah. Because You're if right. I'm a pastor, we talked about this on the last podcast. There are, uh, take a um, Billy Graham, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. That man was anointed for salvation. That's what he was anointed. That's what he preached. That's what he he preached. didn't preach a lot about prosperity. He preached a lot about salvation. But he was wealthy. He was wealthy. <laughs> not taking away from that. Mm-hmm. I got to throw, throw it in there. And he didn't preach against it. He didn't, he didn't preach against, against it, no. So you have certain pastors who are anointed. Was it John Hagee? He's really good at the diagram showing right, you, right, breaking right, right, down right. some. He's anointed. Israel he, and all that right. stuff. Yeah, he, 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 well, he was wealthy, right? Yeah. So, but then you got a Creflo Dollar. Yeah. You have a Leroy Thompson. Mm-hmm. Right. Who were anointed to preach the prosperity. You have a Michael Carter. I had yeah. to throw that in there. Oh, no, no, I was, going, I was I, getting to oh, you. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. No, because it's a calling. It's a walk because when God called me, He didn't call me to be a rapper. I believe there's people on this earth that God called to be just a rapper. Yeah, you're not a Christian rapper, you're not this rapper. Mm-hmm. You're just a rapper. Right. I'm gonna put this anointing on you. Some people are gonna write songs for love. 
Yeah, right. You are going to the right you look. Just, so. you're, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it, it don't have to be gospel. Right, right, right. This is what I've given you the gift to be. Right. right. As long as you give me the glory Absolutely. in the end, right? Right. But God, when he called me at 17, he didn't call me a rapper. He said, I've called you to be a Christian rapper. That is a term that people want to turn away from nowadays, mm-hmm. but I run too because that's what God called me to be. Kind of like he called him for a prosperity. That's what I'm getting right, to. Right, right, right. So when you said I was called to this, called that to. means that God is specifically picking people that he's saying, you're going to preach this. Absolutely. You're going to preach Correct. this. Right. You're going to have this anointing. I'm going to give you this anointing. And it's God who's given that increase in that gift. Absolutely. Right. So my mindset is, just because God did not give you that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't and just because God did not give you that anointing. Right. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that a Leroy Thompson, a Mike right, Carter, right, or a Creflo right, Dollar correct. can't walk into that thing with integrity right, right. and begin to break the right. chains on people. That doesn't because mean it's an abomination. There's many God. members Absolutely. of the body. If, if pastors with fingers... Me and my fingers, wife talked about that t- last night. If pastors with fingers, Absolutely. one's going to be a thumb. Right. One's going to be an index finger. Right. One's going to be a pinky. Right. And you're going to have different... And, so and in, all, all are needed. All, all, are, needed. all are needed. Like God That's didn't it. call me... Carl called me for our music. Yeah. Like Absolutely. He, he called me to, yeah. to preach, um, to be the solution, to show the identity of who you are in Christ. Yeah. So that's what I speak a lot of. Most of the time, you hear me. I don't speak from a position of sin. I speak from a position after the cross. Absolutely. Because there's a posi- a lot of people talk getting to the cross, salvation. Mm-hmm. But there's a lifestyle after the cross. Yep. Once you have been crucified, once you have believed, once you have been reborn, who are you now? Yeah. Mm. That's what God has told me to teach and preach on. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you. Yeah, it's it's a calling, it's a it gifting, is. it's Absolutely. a level that God puts on certain people for certain times. And the point that it's it's sad that it's the people who should be rooting yeah. for the team. Absolutely, is persecuting the team. It's, Absolutely, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Last man. night, literally, you know, my, my wife and I were laying in the bed, going, getting ready to go to bed, and my wife just all of a sudden started talking, and she said, "It's amazing how, you know, there are different doctors. Mm. There's dermatologists right. for skin. Yeah. There's foot doctors, what they call podiatrists or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You got OBGYNs. You got heart doctors. You got brain surgeons. You got all these different doctors." And she literally said what you would just say. She said, but they're all needed. She said, and nobody has an issue with that. She said, why is it that in the body of Christ, you can't have men who teach on wealth, men who teach on marriage? Because there, there is that. There yeah, are men. men who teach on, uh, um, you know, suicide prevention, whatever. There right. are different God who teach. Because God, like you said, we're one body with many members mm-hmm. and we all work together correct wonderfully so if i have a certain conviction you might not have that certain conviction correct but that doesn't make you wrong don't make me wrong exactly we can all function together right and help the body together because man i I was telling them the other night i have there's many times i have tried to walk away from this calling Hmm. simply because of outside noise persecution yeah i have literally said you know what that God don't care about nobody. I'm going to teach on other stuff because I'm a great teacher. Let me teach on some other stuff. And every time I do, God put me right back. He said, no, I told you, I called you to teach on finances. God has told me he's about to prosper the body of Christ like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be one of the voices that he's going to send out to let people know that. 
those who have an ear to hear, they're going to hear it. Yeah. Those who don't, because it's only going to be a remnant because everybody's not going to receive this. Right. Oh, yeah. Jesus said, the poor you will have what you always have. Some people are going to reject this truth. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. My people perish for a lack of knowledge mm-hmm. because thou hast rejected knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, when, G- when, when that scripture was said, it wasn't the people that rejected the knowledge. He was talking to the leaders who rejected yeah. the knowledge, and they didn't give it to the people. He said, so... I understand the lane that I'm in, and I understand that it is literally a God lane. I've spent enough time with God to know there is no backing away. This is it's the heart of God. It really now, is. Now, I do have a question, and I thought it was important because I heard it, and God told me to include this. Why are you in church? Mm. And the pastor is preaching. And he says, I, I, the Holy Spirit is telling me there's 10 people here mm-hmm. that needs to sow $300. Mm-hmm. Then there, and then he stops and says, if you don't got that, then give 250. If you don't got that, <coughs> give 150. If you don't got that, give your best. Is there an anointing with that? In that situation, <coughs> I'm going to let you speak and then I'm going to answer that too because there actually is scripture for that. I'm looking for it now. What's amazing is I think about Jesus, but I want to go off a personal moment that happened to okay. me in my church. Right. Sitting there, chilling. Yeah. And I'm like, did, did, did. I'm on the camera. You yeah. Know, on the camera. Pastor just preaching. And he was like, he said something like, you know, if even if God told you some crazy thing like give $83.24 right now, just lay it at the altar, you should just do it. I, what? He's like, I shouldn't even have to tell you that that was a challenge right there. And I'm sitting there like, $83.23. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exact. Mm-hmm. But I go look at my wallet and I had exactly $83. Wow, 23 cents. Mm. And when I sold that, I just, you know, he didn't even say come up there and sow it. He was just, he was preaching on obedience. Right. Mm. And I I heard God say, you got it, sow it. So I went up there and I just put it at the altar. It made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Before I can get back to my seat, you know, the apostle, you know, he, he prayed, he came, told me to come up there and he prayed for me. And everything that he that he said over my life, this house is a part of that prophecy. Yeah. A lot of things that I, my credit did not get me this house. Come on. You know, and so I, a lot of things broke in my life, even Rapture Ready Productions. So many things he spoke over my life. He said, simply because of your obedience. Mm. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. It wasn't all the money I had. It was all the money I had with me. Yeah. Mm. And what I've seen a lot of times is that God will never ask of you something. That you don't already have. Right. The question is, are you willing to let go? Yeah. Because it's like, you ever seen a picture? It's a perfect picture. Jesus got this big, huge teddy bear behind you, behind him. Mm-hmm. But the little girl got this little teddy bear. And she said, but this is all I have. Yep. And she said, just give it to me. I promise you, if you give it to me, I got something for you. Right. But she's like, but this is this is it. I can't see that teddy bear. I see this one. Mm-hmm. So for $83, couldn't buy me this house. That yep. that little the little seed that I took couldn't give me the credit score right. to get this house. Right. Mm-hmm. But when I sold it, 
God met me. So that's, that's personal experience. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, you brought up Solomon earlier. Yeah. What a lot of people don't understand about Solomon is Solomon was a sower. Mm-hmm. The Bible said that Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings. And when he offered that thousand burnt offerings, he did. God didn't give him money. He mm-hmm. came to him with a word. That's it. So a lot of times when we sow financial seed, the, the harvest immediately <coughs> is a word. Because that word is designed to put us in position for the material harvest. Because what happened to Solomon after that is, the Bible said God came to him in a dream. And he actually told him, say, ask me for whatever you want. That's where that came from. That's where Solomon asking for wisdom and, and all that. And then God eventually giving him riches because he didn't ask for riches. That came from that thousand burnt offering that he sold. Yeah. God said, ask me for whatever you want. And he said, give me understanding that I can rule over your people properly. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'm going to give you wisdom where you'll be unlike any man before you or after you. I'm going to give you this. But because you didn't ask for mm-hmm. riches, because you didn't ask for long life or the life of your enemies, I'm also going to give you buku money. Oh, thank you. Why? Because a leader, <laughs> a leader is only going to have so much influence if he got a lot of wisdom but ain't got no money. Wow. That's, That's just what it is. Yeah. And God understand that better than we understand it. Yeah. So God said, I know you didn't ask me for no money, but I know you're going to need it. Because mm-hmm. when people see how lavish you live, my Lord. you're going to have their they, they attention. I mean, right. my exactly. Queen of Sheba came and almost mm-hmm. passed out when she saw oh, she passed out how blessed him. he was. Right? <laughs> she passed but out let me, let me um, mm-hmm. you, you said something about God would never give you something that he didn't expect you to give. The very scripture that undergirds the cast out album that we did, uh, Matthew 10. Matthew 10, yep. He said, uh, free, go heal the sick, cast out devils, blah, 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 blah. Then he says... Freely you have received. Freely. Come on. Come on. Help me preach tonight. That's it. Freely also give. So literally what he's saying is, I'm not going to ask you to give to anybody anything I haven't already given you. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. So God don't expect us to give nothing that he ain't already gave us. Now look at this in Exodus chapter 30 to answer your question. Okay. About whether God God will actually tell a man of God, tell him give a certain amount. If we can't, we can't. If it, if it's not in the Bible, then we can't say it's true, right? My right. Lord. Exodus chapter thirty, verse thirteen. He says, "This is what everyone among you, those who are numbered, shall give." Yes, yes, yes. yes. Half a shekel, mm-hmm. according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty gerahs. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it's money. The half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Right. Everyone included among those who are numbered. From 20 years old and above shall give an offering to, to the Lord. So he told them the amount to give. Mm-hmm. Then watch this. This blessed me so much. He got real detail with it. He said, the rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less. I don't know if that hit y'all like it hit me. Mm. So literally, I don't care what your position is. I don't care where you are on the financial totem pole. Mm-hmm. What I tell you to give, you give that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't asking you for no more. In other words, he said it's a certain amount. Right. So God will give a man of God a certain amount yeah. to ask for. Now, that don't happen all the time, but he will give that amount. And I've taught this before. The issue is not really the, the men of God asking for it. The, the issue faith. is really our willingness to give. Yeah, the faith. See, that's what it really is. It's faith. Because the only reason we got an issue with that man standing up saying that is because we don't really want to get that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because he said give ten dollars, you'd be like, oh, we don't really want to get that. We're not, we're not always ready and willing to give. But God told me a long time ago, if you always, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. God I remember you, you told me that. Yeah, you stay ready. Now, you I'll, get ready. I'll personally give a situation where I this happened in Thanksgiving, and and I was in church and I was visiting my previous church. And I was telling, I was telling Pastor Mike, I was like, man, he just asked for couples to give 150. And I was telling him, God told me no. And that will happen sometime. God told me no in that situation. Because God told me to start sowing to, in another situation. Mm-hmm. Start sowing into the church I'm in mm-hmm. and start giving money yeah. mm-hmm. there. I said, God told me no. And, I, and it was clear as day he told me no in that situation. But, but Pastor Mike said, you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. Because you should, you know, always be ready to sow. Right. You're not sold there, but, you know. In other words, all I was doing was making sure yeah, that you, you were weren't ready. dealing with, yeah. That, that it wasn't that a situation fear. where yeah. you just didn't want to do it. Right. right. You know. Because you can, sometimes you can confuse that, but I know you hear God, so. Yeah. You but, know, I just, but I just thought that was good that he just said that. Yeah. That if you're ready. If you're ready to sow, you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to have that that mindset right. of I'm not gonna give. Right. Mm-hmm. Be ready to sow. And a lot of the reason it feels like they twisting our arm, mm-hmm. it's not because they twisting our arm. It's because we don't want to give. Yeah. I want to comment before you move on, you on what you said because to me it felt like confirmation when you said that because you didn't ask for the riches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if. In a lot of ways, I see that in myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, I don't want to be broke. But at the same time, my prayers are not, ooh, let me be rich. Absolutely. Like, I get excited about the spiritual things that I see happening. The spiritual things, the growth mm-hmm. that I see spiritually. That coming from five years ago to today, mm-hmm. the things that have been revealed to me and just growing in Christ. It's mm-hmm. like, I get excited about those things more so than... An increase in my salary. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, thank you, God. Can I, yeah, go ahead. Can I? I'll say this: the more that you grow spiritually, you will see that God will start putting a desire in your heart to to then want to get better financially. Because mm-hmm. He did the same. He He did the same to me. Mm-hmm. God, I'm, it was to a point I was like, okay, God, I just want you. I don't want anything else. I didn't even want a degree in, in, in biblical college. I was like, I don't want the degrees. I just want to know who God is. Mm-hmm. I just want to know the knowledge. Yeah. And I'll drop out of this college because I didn't pursue this title. Mm-hmm. I pursued God. But he started placing in my heart, well, you need this knowledge. This knowledge ain't about you. Mm-hmm. You're with your little selfish self. Mm-hmm. This right. ain't about you. It's about the people you're going to help with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then he started, the more he started growing me, it's like, okay, financially, it's time for you to, it's time for you to step up. Mm-hmm. Well, God, I'm good. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you about a year ago, this yeah. ain't about you? Yeah. So a lot of times when we say I'm not, I'm cool financially, it's whether we realize it or not, we're coming from a selfish place yeah. with that. Exactly now, I'm not say. saying I'm cool because I do need financially. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's what I'm so, saying. I'm so, saying, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not. <laughs> not this for the podcast. Yeah, 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 I understand what you're saying. We're though. coming from a selfish place. We, mm-hmm. we, Because we could be okay. We Take care of me and mine and then I'm good. I'm good. Right. Yeah. I'm good. God is blessing me. Absolutely. He's blessing my family. I'm straight. 
But what God is trying to do is not is never just about us. Right. We are here to be blessings. Absolutely. Right. So the finances is not just for me and my family. Right. It's for everybody attached or aligned yeah. to me. Because what we're doing is about souls. The yeah. kingdom of God mm -hmm. is about winning souls. Yeah. Who you who you bless that their soul may be saved is yeah. salvation. Mm -hmm. And isn't that much more than any a money can afford? Right. There's one salvation, there's one soul. If angels are rejoicing mm -hmm. over one person, you think God won't throw money down and I'm just <laughs> what I said you, yeah. you don't think he will give us the riches of finances for that mm -hmm. yeah he, he's rejoicing when he has his soul so yeah. I think we uh we allow that again it goes back to false humility where God we're I'm good I'm straight mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so all I need is you to pay this bill God mm -hmm. or pay this car no God I don't need all this I'm not worthy of that, yeah. that mentality behind it. Yeah, you're absolutely right when you said that about this. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, the selfish perspective, because we have to allow ourselves to see more than us. Mm -hmm. And literally, we have to broaden our perspective and understand that one of the reasons why God wants us with more is so we can give. One of the reasons why he wants us to be generous and be givers is because he's a giver. Right. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world, he gave yeah. his only... It's literally the nature of God. Nature. We have Zoe life on the inside of us. We have that same nature. We have that same nature. So by nature, we're givers. Right. Or we should be givers. Mm -hmm. Well, God wants us to be able to give and give tremendously while still being taken care of yeah. ourselves. We don't want to be, like you say, like the, the, the uh, rich... The Bible calls him a rich fool. Who built bigger barns. And then kicked back. Yeah. And then God came to him and required of his, his soul of him that night. That night. And he said, now who does all that stuff that you have belonged to? Right. So God, the Bible said that he prospered his land tremendously. And instead of him sharing that, he built bigger barns to keep it all for himself. That's not what God has called us to do. If God begins to prosper us financially, it's because he wants us to pour it into others. God doesn't always want somebody to go have to finance a house. Mm -hmm. He wants to make you rich enough to buy them a house where they don't have no note. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But we got to think like that. We have to literally allow ourselves to believe and receive See? that that's possible. Mm -hmm. But most of us never do, so we never walk in that kind of stuff. I'm believing for it, baby. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I get ready to build my 10,000 square foot mansion, I already told my wife that the house we live in now is a beautiful house. We're not, we not selling that house. We're going to give that house to somebody. Because we want to be a distribution center. That revelation never became more clear to me than after the hurricane, in, I mean, the flood in Baton Rouge. Mm. Because all you saw on social media was people talking about there's a distribution center here. There's a distribution center at this church. There's a distribution center at this place. There's a distribution center. And the Lord said to me, that's exactly what I want to do with the yeah. people in my kingdom. Amen. People needed had needs. Mm. And there were places where they could go to distribute those goods that they needed. Mm. That's what God want to do with it. We full distribution centers right, sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And God wants to prosper us so much that we can be a blessing to people. So... You was spot on with that. And uh, I mean, it's just it's just about perspective for me. 
Which is why, to me, it's just ridiculous that people would talk against it. Because this. your faith don't believe you can own the jet. Don't stop. Absolutely. Get mine. Get my you know what God told me about that? I, I, I'm going to let you. But I got to get this out. God said this to me. And I think I might have texted to you on them. When Kirk Franklin then was on Creflo and on like um, Jesse DePlanis about jets. And his reason was he already got five jets. Well, Kirk, I'm sure you got more than one car. Don't get mad because your level of faith is lower. Because you believe for multiple cars. Yeah. But that man believing for multiple jets. Don't get don't get mad because your faith ain't on that level. Yeah. Because to God is it's just as easy for God to give Jesse five jets as it is for him to give you five cars. As it is for him to give you five. It's just as easy for God to do that. Spaceships. It's just as easy. But see, Kirk can't even fathom that level of faith. Well, those men look at jets like you look at cars, cuz. Yeah. Don't 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 knock me because I look at jets like you look at cars. Mm. You, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's real. That don't mean I'm wrong. That just means I'm on a whole other level. And there's someone who look at your, you know what I'm saying, that look at your cars like. But you don't need all that. Yeah, exactly. you don't need all that. Man, come on, man. You, need, you, you got four cars. cars. You, only you can only drive one car a day. You can only drive one car a day. You just need that one car. Yeah. Man, so, you don't even need air conditioning in the car. Right. Let me let me ask a question. I know I'm stopping you from moving all you, but no, I'm good, gonna ask good. this. So this is one thing that I or one scripture that I hear people reference when they talk about people being wealthy, and I guess want to talk uh, against it when it's concerning the body. What does it profit a man mm-hmm. to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Why do you guys think that they? Because I know they pull a lot of scriptures, but that one in particular. <clears throat> it goes back to what we said earlier. What's okay? Keep talking. I just want to show you something. I'm literally preparing. You see, <laughs> where, where is that? Right there. See that? Mm-hmm. I'm literally Tuesday <laughs> night. I'm literally teaching on that type of stuff. But go My ahead. mindset is this: What's the point? It's not even money because you could be a king and gain everything, but never took time to care for your own soul. Right. I could be. A rapper, I could be yeah, Rush Ritter Productions. We right. could be, I could be CEO, and everybody else is good. But my soul, right. my life, my yeah. fear of God, my my relationship with God is not intact. Right. What's the point of me gaining everything that I see around me, but I don't have the most important thing right. in me? Yeah, right. that's what it's about. Because we we take they say that because we think the world means riches. Yeah, that's not my world is. Totally different than your world, your world, and your world. Mm-hmm. What I, what I, my world revolves around ain't what your world revolves right, around. Yeah. And so, it's what's also, the point of God giving me all that? But then I miss. It's also you know. about uh, perspective and 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 how you view money. Because mm-hmm. who's to say that I that I lose my soul because I'm wealthy? Yeah, right. That's good. My perspective isn't how you view wealth. Is I'm rich, so I prefer. Some people equate money with the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or having a lot of money, or being wealthy with the world, as opposed to it being a tool. Yeah. But if I look at wealth as a tool to help others for the kingdom of God, then my how is that affecting my soul? Mm-hmm. If I'm using it as a tool, as I'm using it as equipment to help build His kingdom. So I can go to Africa and get those in bondage out of bondage. Mm-hmm. If I can go all over this nation and build churches and build schools and build 
give resources to help advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At that point, did I lose? Did I did I lose my soul doing it then? Yeah. No, because my perspective, my mindset is not on the money. My perspective and mindset is rooted in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, I use the money as a tool so he can be glorified in everything I do and to use it to expand the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people have a crazy a perspective of if you got money, then you have to compromise in order to get a certain ridges. You have to mm -hmm. you have to do something ungodly, unholy. Yeah. So you don't think someone with money, going back to scripture, you don't think someone with money can actually live holy, mm -hmm. live upright, mm -hmm. and use the money to expand God's right. kingdom. Right. I think a lot of people issues when they either talk about or look at prosperity gospel is that they automatically think prosperity is money. Yeah, absolutely. But you, pri you can prosper in so many right. ways, yeah. in so many avenues. It's a full life thing. It's, right. it's not just money. It includes money, but it's not right. just money. Right. It's and I healing. Think that's what it's they absolutely. And, so, and why they turn away because right. it's like, it's well, I ain't got no money or I have money but I don't want to get them, my money. But it's like, listen, some of them still think that's Miss, some still think that's heresy too. Yeah, like some of them Healing still think if I tell you you healed, mm -hmm. that's heresy. Yeah, something if I look at myself in the same likeness and image of God, even though the word says it, even though the word says I am a God, even though the word says this, something because I say this exact same thing, I am I part of the prosperity gospel because right. I'm putting myself in the same position of God even right. though the word tells me, tells me that. I'm in the same position yeah, yeah. of God mm. also, they think all of that is heresy. a lot of the reason people use that scripture is because number one they take it out of context mm -hmm. but the devil is very cunning yeah. he will even use scripture mm -hmm. twist it to try to prove his point but that that, that scripture, that whole passage is dealing with covetousness. And, and Jesus literally tells them to guard against covetousness, which is which is like an overbearing desire or greed, right? The enemy, through movies, through entertainment, has painted a picture that most times you see rich people in the movies, they're, they're evil. evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, 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 yeah. they steal, they're connivers, right? So he's painted that picture to the world. So as a Christian, we're not supposed to be evil. We're not supposed to be greedy. So if we have money and you attach money and wealth with greed, then you're going to attach that to us too. Right. right. So that's literally what they do with it. But Jesus' reason for giving that scripture was not to tell us not to be wealthy. It was to tell us to watch, guard our hearts against covetousness. Yes. And he's saying that no material is worth your soul. So I'll give you the stuff. But don't become greedy behind it. Mm -hmm. Literally in 1 Timothy 6.17, Paul tells uh, Timothy to charge those who are rich in this world. Right? So that when he says rich in this world, he's not talking about spirituality. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to get that twisted. He's talking about money. Charge them that are, that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. What he's literally saying, he never said, tell them don't be rich no more. Mm -hmm. He never said that. He said, tell them not to trust in their riches. Because if you trust in riches, you're not <coughs> trusting in Jesus. That's how you lose your soul. I, I, I like to say it like this. What is it probably as a man to gain the whole world and keep his soul? You ever thought about that? Mm -hmm. 
If you keep your soul and you gain the whole world, what's the profit in that? Plenty of people getting helped. Yeah. Plenty of people getting blessed. Amen. Plenty of families who get evicted ain't getting evicted. Plenty of single mamas who struggling to make ends meet. If you know them and they're connected to you, you can be a blessing to them. You know, God's church is financed because this world system operates off money. God put us here. He understands money is a currency. It's a means of exchange. So if we have ministries that need to do things, they got to have money to do it. I got to put it in my children's hands because people outside the church ain't going to get it. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 80% of the money given in church is given by 20% of the people. Yep. Yet people think the church is robbing folk. <laughs> it's it's so yeah, it's, it's it's it has a lot to do with demonic deception mm-hmm. uh, and trying to twist that scripture to make it work against us when in all actuality it's just one of those safeguards that God has put forth for us because he wants us blessed. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't want us blessed, he wouldn't teach us about the pitfalls of having a lot. Amen. There'll be no reason to teach us that. There was this uh, this conversation that was on Facebook. Where they were talking about uh, John Gray and one young lady who who goes to church were calling him a materialistic. And um, Pastor Mike at the Pastor Mike stated stated to her how he's materialistic because he has things. Mm-hmm. So people have this perception: mm-hmm. if you're rich, if you have certain type Absolutely. of money. You materialistic. They automatically make you. They automatically just mm-hmm. make you material materialistic. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Somebody's materialistic is the person who puts the the things over spirituality. Absolutely, that's it. That's literally that's, the definition. That's materialism. So that's what that scripture is relating to. Mm-hmm. What games the man to be materialistic? And 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 have this world and the things in it, but gains his soul, so, loses his soul mm-hmm. to to lose the things that are spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. make sure you keep your soul. Right. Make sure you. That's keep literally all soul. he's saying. Right. And but before we move on, I would just want to say one thing. You know, broke people could love money too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. So the devil just attached it to rich people, but you probably got more broke people. That worship love money, money and, and worship yeah. money than you do rich people. Well, my and tax season and, coming, and, and, and yeah. you, right? And you see it during the and during the holidays. You see it during tax season for sure. Depression. The during that time, people are broke and they're depressed because they are materialistic. Yep. Mm-hmm. They trust and they money. can't and they can't buy the things they want. Right. So now, because of my love for this money and these mm-hmm. materials, I'm depressed. Because I can't show you that love. Right. Mm. I can't give something to you right. to yeah. show you how much I love you. No contentment. Because mm. there's no contentment in your heart. Yep. Right. Your contentment is based on giving something. Giving something material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I tell people all the time, God, I, I live in a two hundred sixty thousand dollar house. I drive a sixty five thousand dollar Cadillac. God has blessed me and my wife tremendously. I crave God more. Not because of the stuff, just because I just continue to grow in my relationship. Because what I found out is when I got that stuff, it didn't change my hunger for him. Mm-mm. It didn't change my thirst to get up every morning and hear his voice. My day is not right unless I've heard from God. Yeah. That car, that house, the income, the six-figure salary, that didn't change how I felt about God. 
You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know it's possible. And look, I'm just continuing to grow in God. So as you grow in your relationship and you're expanding your capacity to receive and you root yourself further in Jesus, he begins to expand and give you more. But the key is being rooted in him. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's the prize. He is what makes me happy. Yeah. He is what, the car that I bought, he told me to buy it. I didn't even want that car. Yeah. God told me to buy it. So he is the prize. He is the wealth. He is the riches. He is who I need to experience on a daily basis for my joy, peace, and happiness. Yes. No amount of money can do that. Yeah. No amount of, That's good. Nothing, nothing other than him can do that for me. Jesus is the prosperity. He, he's the prosperity. That's 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 literally what John ten ten is. Jesus is the prosperity. And mm-hmm. and people say, well, uh, in 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 Second Corinthians eight and nine it says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Well, people say, well, he's talking about being spiritually rich. Okay, let's say he is. If you know anything, that, of, well, <laughs> let, let, let me. If you know anything about the spirit realm, whatever happens in the spirit has to happen. Man, come on, come on. So, so if I'm rich in the, in the spirit, you can't get dumb on your theology now. Yeah. Because whatever happens in the realm of the spirit comes into the natural. So if I'm rich in the spirit, if that scripture is talking about me being rich in the spirit, then baby, it's got to translate into the natural. Yeah. So you can't get me with that one. Right. He's talking about what he's talking about. Be- Not before I see it. I'm already rich. Yeah, I'm rich through Jesus Christ. Right. So how can you say this doctrine of prosperity isn't real when Jesus, he literally, the word God said, I man. I know. It's real. He said, he said it. He says that he took or he bore our poorness so we yeah. can be rich. Yeah. And that's why we don't have to chase money. We don't have to chase it because we are already I, I, we rich already through Christ. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. That's it. It's simple, bro. Come on, this righteousness and all of these things. things. What things? Everything. Everything. Because earlier in that passage, he said, "These after these things do the Gentiles seek." Yeah. Yeah. Gentiles ain't spiritual people. Mm -hmm. No. So he talking about things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Clothes. I'm I'm gonna give another one. I'm gonna delight yourself in the Lord. Come on. And And he'll give you the desires of of y'all. But there's another one too. You, You ready for this? You ready for this? The, the, the disciples came and said, look, we've given, we've forsaken all. Mm, come on. Oh, we've given all, Jesus. Who are you preaching up? We all gave wives. Mm-hmm. We all gave all our land and houses. And, <laughs> and, and tell him what he said. Jesus said, in this lifetime, this lifetime, you shall receive a hundredfold. But there was another part of that scripture with persecution. With persecution. Yeah. So I expect this is the thing. I, Leroy Thompson expects to be persecuted. He, right. he knows it's a part of the territory. It's, it's, in, it's in the scripture, right. right? Mike Carter is expected to be when he pulls up. Yeah, man. And I, he get out that car. They, I know they already talking about me now. I could hear yeah. less though. Yeah, it's a part of the plan. Yeah, it's a part of. That's why I don't. I get frustrated with John Gray and why he always trying to defend himself. Yeah, brother, it come with the territory. That's it. You buy your wife a two hundred thousand Lambo. They come with the territory. They come with the territory, cuz. Yeah. You just gotta brush that off and get in that Lambo with your wife. I was about to say, just get in the Lambo and go <laughs> do your thing, man. Because they gonna talk regardless. Yeah. But you're absolutely right, bro. Yeah. There's countless amounts of scriptures that that say if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. In the book of Job, it says that he gives the sinner the express purpose to work and heap up riches. 
just so that they can give it to us. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with something. I want this is something that I think the church I mean we getting closer yeah, to the time. Yeah, I'm but, looking at but the tie I wanna I wanna touch on the tie real quick but this is important. My pastor taught me something so powerful about the tithe. He said the tithe is for the rich, the poor is for everybody. He said, "What's ten percent?" He said, "He said he broke it down to me. God doesn't come to us and say, give me a million dollars. Give give me a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Give me a million dollars.'" He said, "But if you're a millionaire, he says, give me ten percent of your million. If he, if you're a hundredaire, if you only have a hundred dollars, give me ten percent of that. It's always just going to be ten percent, right?" Mm-hmm. And so he said, "That's the pediatrics of giving." He said, but then God says, what you going to give me above that? Yeah, right. It's cool that you gave me the 10%. That's what that's you require to do. That, that's what you. That's what I say in the word. That's the that's what the word declare. But what does your heart want to give? Right. Mm-hmm. Because as hard as your heart wants to give that, that's how much more I want to give back to you. Ooh, that's good. Man, George Meyer says something similar. George Meyer said, in the Old Testament, we were, we were to give only 10%. Mm-hmm. We're now under a better... Covenant. Better covenant. So if the older covenant was only given 10% and we're under a better covenant, and the word of God says in the New Testament, most more times than not, it says be generous. Mm -hmm. Generous is give abundantly. Be happy when you do it. Mm -hmm. So if we're only giving 10% in the Old Testament, what do you think we should be giving under a better covenant? Shouldn't we be giving better? Yep. Yeah. But we, it, I mean, we should literally be sores, right? Which it, is giving for a living. I'm gonna go back to what Avril said. A lot of people are giving money because you said, "Well, I'm a giver, but I may not be seen." Right? You use that analogy. Mm-hmm. You could be giving uncheerfully. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God could be looking at your heart and say, "You gave the hundred dollars. Yeah. You gave the fifty dollars, but you were sitting in the whole time like, you know, I need this for the mm-hmm. energy bill, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can't, I can't. Why would you tell me to sow this? God, you better show up, good." Yeah. Yeah. God, like, well, that, that, no, when you go up there and say, no, God, I, I believe I'm giving to this. I'm happy to give this. Mm-hmm. And God says, okay, I see you. And that's what he's trying to procure in you. So you're right. You're not ready. If you're still giving it unshiftfully, you're not ready for you're God ready. to bless you. But when you can give that without nothing, yeah. oh, man, get ready for something. I know somebody like that, like that same exact situation. And he called me and he was like, I went and gave my light bill money. As my tithe or my offering or whatever. And he mm-hmm. was like, and my light still got cut off. So he's at this point now in his life where he's like turned completely away from God. Because he's like, and God let my lights get turned off. But I'm like, you gave expecting something else. You didn't mm-hmm. give it because that was just your Absolutely. design. You gave because like it's a trade-off. Yeah. And I'm like, but you can't treat God like this. So I'm like, and then get mad at him. I rub the, the lamp, exactly. come out of the lamp, and give me my wish. Because he knows, exactly. God know your heart. Exactly. See, that, that term cheerful giver, God gave me new revelation on this, man. He just blessed my socks off. There's a, there is an, we literally have to become givers for an occupation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm to connect that to being cheerful, being a cheerful giver. I'm, I'm more than sure, Jeremy, you haven't made a whole bunch of money from Rapture Ready Productions, mm-hmm. right? So why are you still doing it? Because I love doing it. Because you love doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing it because you love doing it. Mm-hmm. No other reason. Because mm-hmm. you love. I'm making sense? Yeah. So when God talks about becoming a cheerful giver, God's aim is to literally, that term sore mm-hmm. is a literal position in the body of Christ. That's it. When a person begins to love their occupation, mm. they're doing it simply 
Because they love, because they love doing it. Yeah. So when, when God turns you into a sower, that's literally like an occupation. It's literally like a job. It's literally like a career path mm -hmm. that you're given for a living. But but the part about that that is so phenomenal is he turns you into a cheerful giver because you begin to give simply because you love doing, doing it. it. Yeah. You get to a point where if I can't sow, I feel I almost feel bad. Yeah, like I'm, I'm I, not, need, I need I need to sow. I need I sowing. Need sow. I need to sow because I get the Bible says more blessed to give than it is receive, to receive. receive. I'm so blessed by giving this occupation. I literally love it. If I don't get anything back, it ain't gonna stop me from giving yeah. because I love to do giving. That. Right, and that's the that's the graduation that God is trying to get us yeah. to. You can't fool God by sowing your tie because you're trying to see if your light bill gonna get cut off. Right. That don't move God. And you, what you're literally doing is shipwrecking your own faith mm -hmm. by doing that by by attaching something like that to it instead of literally just saying like the very first tithe that was given in Genesis 14. There was no law mandating a tithe that mm -hmm. was for that predated the law by four hundred some years. Mm -hmm. So what prompted Abraham to give? He gave him tithe of all, too. Yeah, what prompted yeah. him to give that to Melchizedek, who is what? A tithe Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So if we want to know what New Testament tithing looks like, we can look, look at, at that Abraham. particular situation. Hebrews. It, it's, it wasn't rooted in a law. Right. It's rooted in love. I love you, Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you this first part because I love you and you have caused me to love giving. That's it. So that's where we literally have to get, if we're ever going to really know what being a cheerful giver is. And that's when you stay willing and stay ready to give. When you're always, it's a, it's a hobby for you, man. Like you just, just like you love you're looking for, You're looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 You know, you, we can start another label, Seed Ready, because I love to sow, baby. <laughs> See, you know, but, but that's what has to happen. You got to get to that place where you love that thing that much. Amen. And, and, and I got to that revelation because one day I woke up, I was like, Man, I really just love giving to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not before God really started increasing my wife and I, and even before I met my wife, I had been giving for years, man. And I asked my wife, why in the world you've been giving all that time and you wasn't really seeing a material harvest like you would expect? Because I just love doing it. Yeah. And that's where I want to stay. I expect the harvest. Yeah. Not from people, but from God. Yeah. But I'm not giving for harvest. I'm yeah. giving because I love to give. It's the it's my nature. It's the nature of my daddy. And I know that harvest is going to come from it because it's a supernatural financial right. strategy of the kingdom. Amen. That's Amen. Good. I think that's a good point to stop that's at. Good. That's, that's it. We that's right here. Yeah, man. man. Tonight has been awesome. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I'm, hey. I thank y'all for having me, man. I it have was been wonderful. Man. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. Listen, this is Breath of Fresh Air Podcast. And listen, if you haven't, Pastor Mike Carter is on Facebook. Every Tuesday night, he has an amazing class, Kingdom yes, Billionaires class. Holler at him. Hit up his DMs because prosperity is Jesus. This is your boy, Yule. This is the lovely. Oh, it is. Wait, I'm oh, for that. I'm April. That's it. This is the verbatious. I just <laughs> verbatious J Dunn. We got Glad ended up with me. This is the abundantly rich. Oh, it is. Amen. We out of here. We out. Peace. Peace. His name. <laughs>